welcome back to Where Are You Really From podcast. My name is Yael Gavish, and today my guest is Nate Shu. Hi. What's up? I, I'm, I'm doing good, yeah. So do you want to tell us all yeah, where okay. are um, you really from? Yeah, I mean, really from isn't that interesting of an answer. <laughs> Just because like, I've kind of lived in the same place my whole life. I grew up in uh, Melrose, Massachusetts, just a little bit north. And now I live in Boston, Massachusetts, the city proper. But, you know, um, both my parents came from the, the West Coast. My mom grew up in Portland and my dad grew up in Seattle. And then my dad's family come from his dad came from China and his mom came from Japan. Um, so they're both immigrants or second generation immigrant and first generation immigrant. And then my mom is Polish and German. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm half Polish too. Yeah. (laughs) It's fun. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So they both happen to move from the West Coast to Boston and end up getting together. So like all my family's over there, uh, but I spent my whole life around here. Did they meet there? They Uh, they met here in Boston. They, um... In uh, Copley Square at a church called Old South Church, uh, right near where the Marathon bombing was. They met there. Oh, they met They met, they in met church? at church there, wow. yeah. Okay. And then... Uh, Are they religious? Like they, uh, like, They're both pretty religious. I'm not. You're not. Just, uh, I think <laughs> I'm that's an what artist. Hap- <laughs> I think that's what happens when you're raised religious. Yeah. You end up not being religious yeah. after life. But the like, religious force you to be religious. You don't want yeah, anything. Yeah, it's something it. about it being required by your parents that makes you <laughs> not want to do it when you actually have oh, yeah. a free choice in your schedule. But... Uh, <laughs> like th- that's the church I, I grew up in and kind of so did you used to go to su- to sunday school i, I went to sunday school <laughs> i got confirmed so technically i am a member of that church too oh my but god like, I, I haven't i haven't walked into that building in about three years so i walk by it every day because i live near it but that's <laughs> <laughs> but your parents are still like yeah they still go there oh, pretty okay. regularly uh yeah my dad like sings in the choir do they still together uh, they're, still they're still together yeah wow uh, I don't know how long it's been at this point. I should because of my parents, but I, I, I can't tell you. Oh, come on. You're disappointing your parents now. Don't go to church I, I and don't know. don't know how long. I don't know how long they've been married. Sometime in between 20 and 100 years. So what what made you be, be like become a comic? Yeah, I, like it sounds like you have a perfect life. Like parents still together. I don't know. Grew well, up in nice places. I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think. It's a lot of like... Uh, I did a lot of theater in high school, and it kind of was a natural extension of that. Like, uh, okay. um, yeah, I, I, I was kind of the person in your high school drama club who got, like, decently large roles because he was a male who was willing to do drama in a school where drama wasn't that big. So, like, I, I, I played pretty big roles in, in shows just mainly because they needed guys to play these certain roles, and I was <laughs> willing. I wouldn't say I was particularly talented at it. I'm not but like, really like you don't have enough like boys that wants to be not not really because really? it's like it's it's drama you've seen Glee probably it's like there is a stigma around it for some reason I feel like uh, in Israel like when I grew up there were many boys in those classes that nah we had like maybe six or seven guys in our entire drama program if we had like 30 or 40 people per show uh okay I don't know I think about like it reminds me when I was a kid, and yeah. once in a while, like I don't know, my mom sent me to study like dancing, of course, because yeah. I was. She tried to convince me, "You're a girl, do that." And I remember that once in a while we had like one boy, and he always got the first line, like the. I mean, the that's the thing because it's, like, it's like you can. 
not a lot of people do those activities, especially as kids. You see as an adult that, like, acting is yeah, a but whole I, thing. But I like, think that, like, acting was more, like, involved, like, boys. I don't know. I think it's something about, like, high school acting that just That's didn't. Right. So, like, yeah. I did that for a while. Uh, I... I guess the biggest thing that got me into comedy is I, I, I play in a really bad punk band in high school. Uh, we were called a Trash Farm was our name. And kind of our whole vibe was like we were a bad high school punk band that knew we were a bad high school punk band. So that oh, we, self-awareness. I, I was in Ritalin. That was my bad yeah. punk they, they all have shitty, vaguely moody names. And they're all like... Oh, my God. You just do, we, we only knew how to play one song pretty much. And it was... Uh, <laughs> It was a uh, thump thumping by Chumbawamba. Oh my is the, is the only I'm song we could remember. ever play. Oh, we had that song too by Blur. Ah, uh, yeah, that was our song. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty popular like high school punk band song. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of a generically like three chord yeah, thing that exactly. you can yell over. Yeah, and then we had. Like, did you write songs for a band? Uh, I did. None of them are particularly good. Oh my god, I, we we had like the the guy the singer used to write songs and it was so bad. Oh my god, yeah. and we thought that it's good and yeah, like the only only thing that made us different was that we knew we were bad and leaned That's into amazing. it so it kind of it was really more of a comedy act than it was a good band well but that, that's clever and that, that honestly kind that. of got me and i was like i did that so the natural extension of that was i started open micing and then i kind of just fell into doing uh, stand-up full-time okay yeah so you do that full-time or do you have another i like, mean full-time job, as in i'm a student and i work part-time jobs on the side where to, do you work um, I do phone polling for this place in Somerville. Uh, like I, I call people up and I ask them political questions, like uh, just stuff that on like rant. It, it's pretty easy. You get hung up on a lot, so you're really <laughs> yeah, just being exactly. paid to sit there and get hung up on for like four hours at a time. That sounds good. And then like I do, I do some other stuff. I do like desk clerking at Emerson and stuff. So like, oh, that's good. Nothing huge, just kind of like minimum wage, part time jobs to to get casual drug money. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we all need that. <laughs> yeah. We need that drug. <laughs> you know. So it's uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 kind of comedy is the thing I am probably best at doing in life to say that facetiously in just that it's something I'm capable of doing. Uh, Were you the funniest kid in school or like I, I mean, know, I most of comedians, like good comedians that I know, they they are not funny at all, like in real life. Yeah, like I wouldn't say I was the class clown or anything like that. I was just kind of sarcastic and did okay. comedy out of extension of theater. Yeah, like like my reputation is I was kind of like a like a science nerd for the first pretty much all of my high school really? up until the last year. Science? Uh yeah, like That's I I was like a big like <laughs> like calculus and physics. I was on the the math team. I did competitive math for a couple of years. Wow. Which is uh That's impressive. It's not. That's, it really isn't. I don't know, it's, like uh, for a comedian it is impressive. <laughs> uh it, it means that I can do like fast tip calculation and nothing else <laughs> like like you could show me a triangle and be like here are two of the sides oh, find, that was the, my favorite. find the hypotenuse the i can triangle. do that kind of math mentally geometric was my favorite thing in high school but like it, it's impractical math it's, it's oh yeah it's, it's math that i learned that i could do fast but then you have nothing compete to do with at it. math and yeah, I if did, your like, kids in high school right now you are right you have nothing like, to do with those <laughs> with that knowledge i don't think anyone in high school is listening to this podcast right maybe now they will. Maybe, maybe i don't know like, i don't know what your audience is uh, me neither we're gonna find out <laughs> yeah let's find out uh, <laughs> hopefully many people that want to know where are we really from <laughs> but yeah i did that and i did uh i was on the robotics team we had a high school robotics Ooh, team again not cool. as cool as it sounds that, it sounds no? 
like all these things sound cool in theory and then it's just like a bunch of kids eating cheap pizza <laughs> in a, like a we had an old like not quite a gymnasium not quite a garage but it was just like this empty space so you didn't really used to build be, we built a robot i wouldn't say it did much yeah <laughs> there's like competitions where you like build a robot that throws a frisbee into a target or like throws a ball into a hoop or something and we we built one of those that would kind of do it did you win uh we never won we weren't a good one <laughs> we weren't we're not a crazy well-funded school uh <laughs> Wait, the school is in Melrose? Yeah, Melrose. Melrose High School up okay. there. Um, yeah, Melrose High School is a, a weird place. Melrose, Massachusetts is kind of a weird place. And growing I don't up, think I've ever been there. Uh, there is really no reason for yeah. you to go up there. They uh, even don't have like shows, like comedy shows. Not really. Kevin Quigley's doing a thing up there in a couple really? weeks, but that's Melrose? that's about it. Yeah, because oh, he's like from there. Once. Uh, he, it, yeah, it's just he's doing a thing because he's from there. I don't <laughs> like. I I don't know. Honestly, there isn't much of a comedy audience up there. Which is why it's all in the city. But, like, yeah, Melrose is kind of a town that's, like, a lot of, like, old white war veterans go have, like, <laughs> settled there. And, like, there's families. And it's a lot of just kind of, like, like, it is, you look at the, the demographic breakdown, it's, like, 90% white. Like, it's a, <laughs> compared to Malden, which is immediately okay, next to it. I think I've been to Malden. Yeah, Malden, why, there's more think... of a reason to go to just because it's, it's, there's more stuff there. But Melrose is kind of like we're a higher tax bracket than they are, and we act like we're better than them. But like we're we're not. We're small and and really... we're still in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah that's like the main it's not. Reason. <laughs> it's it, it's it's a town that does. I, I our our biggest claim to fame is that uh, fluff was invented there. Is what kind is of um, oh, it's the marshmallow yeah, fluff, yeah, okay. like oh, like my, on sandwiches, really? yeah. Fluff was invented in Melrose. You can okay, look you it up. That. There's another town that also claims to have invented fluff, but if you look at the dates, we claim to have invented it first. So <laughs> technically, we invented fluff. So you won. Uh, you got the fluff. I guess that is pretty representative of Melrose, like a white <laughs> marshmallow substance you smear on sandwiches. But uh, but that's pretty impressive for a small town in Massachusetts. But yeah, that's kind of what we say is our claim to fame. We don't really do I anything. Guess you got or, something. Like There are many... Little there are a lot of cities nothing. that don't even have yeah. that. Yeah, they even uh, don't sell fluff because it's so. <laughs> I mean, it, it's fluff is kind of a New England thing. Like I, yeah, I grew up on terrible. like fluffer nutters. I, is I kind don't of that. I it's can't a sandwich you eat a lot growing up in Boston. That's it's terrible. Just peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. And it's that's like horrible. Like seriously, it's that's not great. Bad. But it's like when you're a kid and you're eating it, it's like. It's kid food. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, like, I've never for... seen an adult man eat a fluffer nutter. I guess. Uh, yeah, but but it's still like you can. I, it's too sweet. I tried those things. I, I can't. Like my body just no. Yeah. I can't eat. Yeah. That. I mean that's kind of the point of it. It's just like a sticky sweet like paste. Yeah. No. I don't think either of us are peeking. Yeah. Still learning. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's always good to keep an eye because oh, yeah, like uh, yeah, negative six and twelve are kind of what you want to shoot through with your decibels just to make sure you, you can see even when it gets yeah. to red. That's that's yeah, when we, it's. Yeah, we don't uh, want the red. If if you listen to it, you might hear it crack a little because that's uh it, it's popping. Are we cracking now? Uh, I mean, there's no way of knowing until people listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> let us know. Let us know if you have ideas or yeah. anything or questions. Um, so what's the the question that you get the most and why? Like I would say, that, like the way that you look. Like I don't know. For me, I feel like my accent kind of like turned me. Yeah, on. I mean, I mean, the biggest thing that yeah, I've encountered yeah. life is people being surprised that I'm biracial. 
It's like, uh, you can, you see biracial people who can kind of like pass as you, you can tell they're like half Asian, half white, but with me, I look pretty Asian. You look Japanese, I would say. Well, I mean, I am Japanese. Yeah. I'm, I am part You're Japanese. Quarter. Chinese is what I get the most just number wise because people just assume if you're asian you're chinese that's yeah that, kinda, that's how they learn here in america i'm like that's just that's, that's kind of the default and like when you get to the actual asian community you realize oh uh, like it's a very different thing to be japanese and chinese historically oh, definitely. like there there's like a bit i do in my stand-up is i say i'm I'm Chinese and Japanese on my dad's side, and I'm German and Polish on my mom's side, which means my ancestors uh, brutally murdered my ancestors, then teamed up with my ancestors to help brutally murder more of my ancestors. Oh my God. So, like, if you look at the breakdown of being Chinese, Japanese, German, and Polish, it, it should not make sense. You can make fun make of sense. all of those things. That's... Yeah, it's, it is it is a weird thing to be biracial. Yeah, I don't and, know. I, like, I'm like Yemen and Poland. I got the same things. Like, yeah. Wow, how did that happen? Israel. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, culturally, being biracial does put you in a weird place where you're not quite Asian, you're not quite white. Yeah, but you are... I, I, I am both you things, are but, like, unless I say I am, people <laughs> will just assume that I'm I'm Chinese. Uh, which isn't fully wrong, to be fair, but it's it's not the full picture. Uh, what, what's the question that you get the most from, like... <sighs> I don't know, curious people, I would call I mean, them. it's a lot of, like, where uh, where are you from? Like, what are you? Uh, and then when you say, like... So no, I, I usually say I, I'm biracial. I'm Chinese, Japanese, Polish, and German. I do kind of have that spiel locked down. Half the times I just end up saying that bit in conversation because when I start listing it, I'm just like, I just kind of have to say the full bit. Uh, I've been doing it on stage so long at this point. Uh, have you ever answered, like, only, like, German or something? I mean, I, I, I studied German uh, in, in high school. Uh, I, I speak, I, I ambition uh, a little German. Uh, That's cool. I, I lived in Hamburg for like three weeks nice. for a while. Yeah. I've never uh, been to Germany yet. It, it's fun. It's a, it's a nice city to go to, especially uh, especially when you're in high school. And, oh my God, definitely. Yeah, because of the drinking age and just like yes. dicking around. Like it's just the fun American What's the experience. Drink? In Germany, in it's Germany, 18, right? it's 18 for hard liquor, like. 15 for beer really well it's yeah, germany so, so like everyone drinks so, beer i know that austria it's like 16 yeah i mean austria and germany are pretty similar yeah. and uh it, no, that's amazing. It, but it's just like yeah beer is a lot and surprisingly kind of they don't problem. have like alcohol problems like i'm sure that they have i mean they no, do it's, it's not just a big different thing. alcohol problems yeah, yeah uh, it's not a big thing they still work they still function yeah but like <laughs> germany is like it, it, it's interesting uh my theory about the alcohol problems in America is that 21 is way too old to start. Because I feel like every person, when you tell when you tell us, like, you can't do that, you want to try to push the limits. But then in Israel, for example, or in Europe, you're trying to push the limit before you're turning 18. So you're yeah. 17, you're 16, yeah. you're, trying, you're trying to drink, but then you have to go back to your parents' house and pretend like you didn't. So you know how to... <laughs> to control everything yeah but then here you're trying to push the limits on your 19 20 21 like mm. no one cares you go back to your dorms like <laughs> your I parents mean, are not there and college is a whole want. another ball game of underage yeah. drinking like that's people terrible. are like, like that's I, I just learned the other day that i didn't know this that uh, that poland spring makes a brand of vodka and i just found that hilarious <laughs> for some reason that like it, it's just like the, the the weirdest concept is like water bottle company making a cheap dumb 
vodka, but like that's. Oh, I, feel, I feel like Polish and, and Russian they would make anything yeah. from. Yeah, I mean it's not even Poland, uh, like as a country. Really it's Polish Poland. Springs, which is like in Maine, I think, is where it comes. Is this a Polish Springs water yeah. bottle? Yeah, it is. That's, where is Poland it? Poland Springs. Yeah, proudly yeah. from Maine. So oh like it's God. not even. It's, uh, <laughs> so it's a just kind of like this Polish weird vodka cheap from Maine. college. Oh my drinking God. but you know I, I those re- things are the worst yeah i grew up with an older brother that took care, care of me when i was not ready to drink alcohol but when i was 14 or 15 and i wanted to try drinking yeah. so he used to take care of me and tell me what i shouldn't drink and what i should and and i kind of yeah. like all my life since i was an, an irresponsible teenager i tried to keep drink like yeah. good quality alcohol i mean i i i'm interesting uh just because like the Asian culture doesn't have a lot of alcohol in it because I think a majority of the population of Asians can't drink alcohol without, like, breaking out in patches. <laughs> it's called, like, the Asian flush. Brandon Lee might be able to tell you more about it, but I don't... What? I don't have it. Yeah, like, they their enzymes can't process alcohol, so they'll just, like, get really puffy and red and, like, sleepy. I didn't and it's know like, that. Yeah, so a lot of Asian people don't drink. But sake? Because like, sake, sake, yeah, like, but that's... It's super strong. Yeah, you'll find it, and people know how to cope with it, but, like, a lot of Asians can't drink alcohol. Sake or... is Japanese, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I yes. think I've had it once, and it's, it made me feel high, not yeah. like... Not drunk. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I have to always take a second to think, is this a Japanese thing or is this a Chinese thing? Just because I, I lumped the, I'm so confused I lumped the two together just because I'm like, oh, that's just my dad's side of the family or that's just my mom's <laughs> side of the family. And I can't be like, they're, they're very different cultures. So like, it's... <laughs> oh, your mom's side of the, the family definitely know how Second, to yeah. drink I mean, uh, like, I don't know my Chinese side of the family as much because my, my grandfather died when I was like five like i barely remember it. have you been to asia uh, like, i've never been to asia is uh, like i don't know i want to go to japan i've been uh, as soon as i can yeah like everyone in my family has been to japan pretty much like, I, for I, family reasons just, like, or to just go like, out travel, to yeah. visit i have some distant family out there we came oh, from really? some like oh my god you should go i mean if i show up it's like hanging out with my like fifth cousin twice it removed or something you just like to pay for there is something we came from like some fishing village in one of the random remote islands in, in japan it's uh i don't even know the name off the top of my head i'd have to look it up <laughs> but like yeah uh my great great grandfather came here from japan and then my great-great-grandmother was a mail-order bride that he brought over. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Wow. So I don't think they ever knew each other before they got married. And then they just kind of were in America together. Um, let's get married. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's not language. even let's get married. It's yeah. I bought you or oh I paid for God. you to come over on this boat. So you kind of have to. Yeah, you, can't, th- you can't exactly go back. <laughs> I uh, think, like, my grandmother married my grandfather and they're not great, great. They're my mom's yeah. parents. They got married when my... I believe that my grandmother was like 12 or something in Yemen. Yeah. They moved from Yemen to Israel. It, it is always weird for me to think about whenever people talk about like human trafficking or, or yeah, uh, like, oh. arranged marriage as like, oh, this is a horrible thing. And it is a horrible thing, but like I wouldn't be here without mail order brides. So like... So let's thank for that. <laughs> like my, uh, my grandmother and my grandfather luckily did end up having a pretty good marriage. Uh, they ran, they, uh, they ran a hotel out in Seattle for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, that was their big thing. Uh, 
Yeah. Did um, they get divorced? Like, no, they they no. stayed together till they both died, or one of them died, I suppose. Yeah, but it sounded end. like old people, like old people, like people from that generation, like yeah, were yeah. struggling. I mean, they went through a lot them yeah, too because they lived in Seattle when World War Two hit, so they were sent oh, to internment okay. camps. I my wow. Yeah, my great uncle was born in an internment camp. My grandmother was in an internment camp. Like pretty much everyone on the Japanese side of my family of a certain age grew up in an internment camp uh, Minidoka in Idaho was the name wow. of the internment camp they went to um luckily my uh, my grandmother got a, a pass she got accepted into college in Texas Ooh. so they let her leave the internment camp to go study medicine in Texas so wow. like she That's impressive. So has, she's she was a doctor she was a like... doctor she was the first female cool. doctor in Seattle or oh first Asian American female doctor in Seattle yeah Wow. So like, yeah, she she's uh she's pretty great. There's a there's a whole documentary on her that they made a couple of years ago or god, it's been like a while now. It's been like 7 years since that documentary was made. But the, yeah, it's like That's pretty cool. She did a lot for like Asian American rights in Seattle when she came back and That's doing amazing. like she kind of established this facility for for elder care for the first generation immigrants that came over cuz they didn't really yeah. as they were aging, you know. They didn't know how to settle into the american like elder home system so she made like a japanese american elder home i don't even know if she spoke the language honestly because oh your grandmother your my grandmother my great-grandmother was a male bride Um, okay okay so yeah like she probably knew a decent amount but like all the times i met her she just spoke english that's so what what other languages do you speak german uh, german and english are honestly it it. um i tried learning chinese uh, or mandarin specifically it is a hard very hard language and i tried learning it in like fifth grade when i was like a kid no it's super hard i I never had like the asian american experience of being sent to chinese school your parents your dad my my parents were very i think my dad in a lot of ways was kind of trying to avoid a lot of those (laughs) things like he never like (laughs) like i remember in uh in elementary school i asked my dad if i could learn the cello and he said no because he didn't want me to be a stereotype (laughs) so i learned the uh, the saxophone i played the saxophone through all of high school yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I guess instead of being Asian, my dad wanted me to be black. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's move to Memphis and that's what you do now. Yeah. So I learned saxophone <laughs> for some reason. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, a lot of my education was that. And I, I think a lot of like his father was a first generation Chinese immigrant and was kind of strict with him. Wouldn't let him do a lot of things. Just, I don't know if like it was to avoid like participating things. Like I remember my dad really wanted to do Boy Scouts, for example, and he he his dad wouldn't let him, so he had my grandmother like sneak the note so he could do it. Wow, why did his dad didn't like let him? And, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I I've been told, and I don't remember at this exact point. Probably something to do with like he wanted to keep his son sheltered. He didn't want him raised in like too white of an environment. Honestly, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know, I love the people that like trying. Like for me, I don't have, I barely have like Israeli friends. I have one friend, the guy that sent me the yeah the message. But but yeah, I don't have many Israeli friends. Yeah, here. I mean, like uh, I don't I, like that thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm here for a reason. Yeah. I want to be surrounded by Israelis. I would go yeah. back to Israel. Like I I grew up pretty much only around white people. Uh, living in Melrose just by numbers. Like I I have maybe two or three friends that i would say are like asian and like proudly asian but i think 
Most Why, of aren't you proudly Asian? Honestly, like, I'm not proudly Asian because I'm not fully Asian. And, <laughs> and I'll honestly, like, I would be a really good white person if I was fully I, white. I, like, I, I bought I a like... Simon and Garfunkel record. <laughs> like, it's, uh... Yeah. It's... China is not proud. <laughs> I, I was raised in a white environment, and, like, for all intents and purposes, I am essentially a white person in, yeah. in essence, but there will always be this element of me being Chinese and Japanese. And yeah, but I, anyway, I feel like I'm still a... Yeah, a Proud Yemeni and proud Polish. Yeah. And Israeli, obviously. Yeah. Why it's, not? It's, uh, like the people of the world. Yeah, like it's it's weird, uh, like Asian American cultural identity compared to Asian cultural identity, because it, it it's yeah. it, it's it's completely different. It's it's a lot of adaptation. It's a lot of uh, do you know the concept of the, the model minority complex? No. Much um it's it's this kind of theory that that came out around like the the 50s in the post World War II era that was essentially a large racial stereotype that like all Asian people are like very quiet and they are hardworking and they don't raise trouble uh, to contrast kind of the rising black power movement that was coming up at the time okay. to show that like why can't you black people be like the Asians they oh don't God, they don't start rallies they bad. don't do this stuff and like it's that kind of has haunted the Asian American culture identity for for decades wow. at this point. Kind of the concept that we aren't rabble rousers. We don't <laughs> we don't stir up trouble. We uh, uh do you ever see Do the Right Thing, the Spike Lee movie? Uh I don't think so. Uh yeah, it's um it it I think it's the most famous Spike Lee movie probably. Yeah, it uh, sounds familiar. Like, but it's maybe like, uh, did, it, it, but I'm not... there are like these Korean convenience store owners, and their whole character is like they're dismissive to the black characters in the movie. Like the movie center around this like black town and or like this black neighborhood in Brooklyn, and kind of their like almost like Steinbeck kind of township. Uh, but like then there's these two Korean grocery owners who are like they don't like the black community because they raise trouble and make noise and listen to hip hop all day long, and that's kind of. <laughs> The, I love stereotype things. The concept of Asians as that is kind of like I feel like people should be less sensitive about those things. Like I don't mm. know, it there's a big difference between like racism to like making fun of other cultures. Yeah, as, like, as a good way. As like I don't know, in Israel, all of us are from different. Most of us are from different parts of of the world like yeah all yeah. the after the uh, the war like after the holocaust everyone came to israel because we finally had a home that would be mm. safe for all of us so we have like jewish from yemen and yeah, poland yeah. and then morocco and and spain and iran everywhere they, they all yeah. came to israel so i'm the second generation already of israel mm. like my parents they both were yeah. born there but but we we're from everywhere, and I, I do like I, I know that in the beginning of Israel there was like a problem of like racism, racism because everyone started mm. to make fun of each other. Like, hey, you Moroccans, you're I don't know, short temper. You're from Yemen. You're all cheap. You're, all... and then with the years we realize that it's not that bad. You shouldn't be that yeah. serious and like sensitive about that. So now we just like laugh at each other all the time. And feel like it makes us yeah. stronger. And it makes you as a person like proud. Like I don't know, I don't yeah. mind like to hear. So met my husband. I yeah. think I, to- I talked with uh, Tom Kelly about it. But one time I tried to do a Korean uh, like impression, mm. and he was mad at me. He was like, "That's racist," and I was like, "No, it's not. It's an impression." Like I don't mind to hear someone else trying to do an Israeli impression. Yeah. I would love that. Why not? It's funny. Like 
it's stereotypes and, and it's fun. It, it's not like that I'm saying something that would make them feel bad. I'm just trying, like, I don't know. I just said that they all sound very uh, surprised when they're talking and like, mm. scared, like, oh, yeah, oh, oh. like I, I don't know, there's something in it. Yeah. We watched a Korean film and I was like, that's, that's super funny. It's a cool thing. Yeah. I know it, it. It's all about the context and kind of, yeah, in exactly. my opinion, and, and like if you're not it's... if you're not meaning harm, I'm I'm not uh, offended by it. Like it, it will get to an extent. Like there's a lot of yellow face in uh, old American cinema that you'd see yeah. that. Like I am like harshly offended by. It. Like I can't like um like a uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's is the most obvious one I can think of. Uh, good old Mickey Rooney, the kind of American guy. He uh, played a character named Mister Unioshi, who was the yes. the landlord, and he like yeah. taped his eyes back and like did buck teeth and was like, "Mister <laughs> Politely." He did like a very specific like bumbling racial impression, and that I like can't watch when I see that. I that, get that's offended. Really, yeah, to it's, make to make fun of someone like that, that's ridiculous. It's, it's, but like I I'm. I honestly think anything can be funny. But also, like, Breakfast at Tiffany shouldn't yeah. be, like, that type of movie that we do. Like, it is SNL, and, like, it's uh, different. A, a lot of people think of it as, like, the movie where Audrey Hepburn wears, like, the black dress and goes down the staircase. That's kind of what it's known for. But, like, you watch it, and the opening of the movie is, like, full-on ten minutes of racist slapstick comedy. <laughs> it's, like, incredible that this movie has allowed it to become the classic that it is. Although, I guess a lot of American cinema is kind of racist oh, yeah. when you break down, like, like, they say that Disney was racist. I know well, that Disney like was like a huge anti-Semite, apparently. Yeah, that but was like his... I, I've never felt that. Like, as a Jewish person, mm. I have so many friends and, like, Jewish friends. And, like, yeah, he was anti-Semite. And I was like, no, he wasn't. Prove. Like, prove. Uh, like he didn't... I there are some, like, letters that he wrote, apparently, that oh, are, really? like, where he, never... he talked against it. And, like, he wouldn't hire certain ones. Like, it's, it's kind of an established fact at this point that, like, Walt Disney was kind of an anti-Semite. Yeah, but uh, I feel like a lot of time, like, after someone is dead or something, they're trying to find bad things about him. I'm like, I, like really, I don't understand that. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I, I get that. And, like, like he's he did, dead. He didn't That's not going to change. anything bad. He didn't, like, put Judas. Like, they said, did you ever heard about Vance being, like, anti-Semitic? Mm. So, on the bottom of the, on the, on the sole, yeah. there is, like, Star of David's. Mm -hmm. So you walk oh, so on you, that. Oh, so you walk on that. I didn't. And another thing, if you're gonna write Vance, and you wouldn't change the the keyboard to yeah. English, and you do that in Hebrew, it comes to destroy in Hebrew. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's super weird. And that was like our theory as kids. Like, oh my god, you can't wear Vance. Yeah. And then I heard that if you're gonna cut the shoe, there's like something in it or something. And I was like, I'm not gonna cut my shoes. And also, I do have like three pairs of Vans. So. <laughs> I mean, they're. Shoes are expensive. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm Honestly, like I have like three <laughs> pairs of shoes total. So. Oh no, I have this closet over here yeah. is full of. My like I have like two pairs of sneakers and dress shoes, and that's no, that's all no. I can focus. That's I, all I, I need. keep buying more and I can't. more. <laughs> that's that's my thing. Like yeah. shoes. Yeah, that's why I have to be a waitress still. I can't just yeah. from comedy. I, I know. Buy I, shoes. <laughs> like uh. Like, there's a lot of subtext in some of those old Disney movies. Like, uh, Song of the South is kind of the biggest one. Yeah, but the thing uh, is that if you're going to look very hard into something, you're obviously going to find whatever you yeah. want. I mean, I mean, the problem is some of the stuff you don't have to look very hard for. Like, um, I, it's not Disney specifically, but um, have you ever seen any of the, like, old World War II Looney Tunes films? No, but Looney Tunes... 
it's Warner Bros. Yeah, it's Warner Brothers. It's a different thing, but it's that same kind so of they... idea of animation. <laughs> uh, during World War II, uh, Warner Brothers would make these like huge anti like uh like german and japanese propaganda films because that's what was popular at the time because it was world war ii and that's what we're fighting so there's this there's... But i also feel like as an entertain entertainer mm-hmm. like in those times as much as like i don't agree with it and everything but as entertainment when you have that power and you have to give the audience what they want to hear because that's your job even if you don't agree with it 100 yeah. You would go to with the strong people because you want their like. Yeah, I, I I get that, and I get it in a historical and it's sad context. And it's stupid, but like, but in, in this current day and age, you have to consider what you're doing. Like, yeah, what they did in the past is in the past. You you can't change it. Uh, the film I'm speaking specifically about is there's a uh, a World War II Looney Tunes cartoon called a uh, uh, Bugs Bunny Nips the Nips. Oh, uh, I think I heard that. Yeah, so it's it's kind of easy to find i found it online after like uh one google search and like it's bad like it's it's very it's daffy duck uh, or it's bugs bunny doing his wacky bugs bunny antics but instead of elmer fudd the villain is uh, the japanese army so it's like him doing wacky gags where he's like unscrews all the screws in their airplane so it like falls apart midair uh and it's just like it, it, it's this old Hollywood mentality of like white wasp. Like, but another thing stuff. that I can't agree with is like mm. the way that you speak and like talk. And, and obviously, Bugs Bunny was more the audience was always like mostly kids and, and yeah. young people. And I don't believe that there should be anything with like racism or war or anything bad because I know that. The Hamas, the terror organization yeah. in Gaza, they have their own uh, TV shows for kids where they have kids in the like in the room and they're talking about killing Jews and like they're yeah. explaining about people. Yeah. Like, no, kids shouldn't be hear anything about those things. Keep the word to the stupid adult people. Like, don't, don't teach the kids about those things. It's like it shouldn't. Yeah, it, it's. Yeah, there is a very fine line between like propaganda and those. Yeah, films the Hamas that is a terror organization. Yeah. That's like way too like, like I don't know, not in the right place, but like you could consider like there are a bunch of World War Two Looney Tunes cartoons that are like that. There's a it's not there's one that's called like <laughs> it will not be in that. It's they not would a, not release it yeah, in that yeah, format. Looney Tunes uh, superstars. These are movies. Classic shorts. <laughs> Like, these are movies that have been completely buried by Warner Brothers because if it it got out that they made these as much in the public eye, it would not. But, like... I'm just trying to think about, like, Bugs Bunny on his way to Treblinka. uh, Like, there's another one where, like, Daffy Duck works in a Nazi factory and makes bullets and it's, like, wacky antics. Like, there's... It's a lot of that. And it's... It's it's because the, the limits weren't as... Vivid. It was it was very much like good and evil, and good was America, and evil was Japan. So, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. You shouldn't. So talk people to were kids like were that. able people to laugh like... about that, and honestly, like you you'll still see that now in that like the way we talk about Nazis, we don't like. I don't want to sound like I'm being sympathetic to the Nazis, but like as a culture, we have just made it so that like Nazis are villains. Oh, they are, and no matter they are villains yeah. i'm not arguing that but like there's no dispute of that besides the fact that there's a 
all the alt-right going around like, now. Like, for me, Nazis like, are like terrorists. Like, they, we, they hate people because of... They've, it's become... They don't think like them. Yeah, really. it's become imagery that you can use, and, like, everyone will accept this is bad. And, yeah, like, but there's some wars that, you, like... Yeah, it's interesting to see that that happened with the Nazis, but it didn't happen with the Japanese. No, but Nazis yeah. weren't, like, uh, the German were mm -hmm. Nazis. There were Nazis in Germany. But in Germany, there were so many other people, too. I mean, like, people, too. Japan like, violently raped and murdered Chinese people in the rape of Nanking. Like, yeah, they but, did equal-level atrocities, but... But they it wasn't, like, the entire mm. people as a culture. As a, but, as I mean, country. it wasn't the entire culture of Germany that was Nazis. I know, but there are yeah. not a lot of, all of them Nazis. Nazis is, like... Stupid mm. people from some of them Germany, some yeah. of them not even from Germany. Like yeah, it it, it was a movement but specifically. Nazis, Nazis it's yeah. people like I don't know. It's like the kamikaze. They're like crazy. They're they're insane. Yeah. But not all Japanese are kamikaze. Yeah, so no, that's it's the same thing. I, it's just interesting in culture to see Nazis as an accepted villain when the same exact imagery was used for the Japanese, but that is unacceptable anymore. It's just interesting. I'm not condoning the Nazis. But I want to make that very clear for these podcasts. No, but listeners. I feel like if, I, if there was a war for the Japanese, yeah. the group of people that they would like to do something that bad, or like they would go against, I don't know, other people. I mean, there were... They, they didn't have a name for themselves? There were a lot. I mean... They just the Japanese. I mean, my mind, Japanese, my mind goes more to Vietnamese examples because that's more apparent. You see a lot more, uh, like, because of the Vietnam War was a lot more direct. Yeah, but I, even, I, I guess like, you I feel see like the same. Nazis is the only people that actually, like, maybe terror organizations. They yeah. they have their own names, like Hezbollah or Hamas. I, I guess we do the same ISIS. thing with like Al Qaeda and ISIS. Yeah, and, so in the same that's, villainy. That's like Nazis. It, yeah, I can't say like. All Arabs or all Muslims or all Palestinians are are terrorists. Yeah. But those specific group, that's what they want to be called. That's what they, they feel spatial with that. Yeah, yeah. And there's a big difference between Nazis to Japanese. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I get there that. There might I get be that. few people from Japan that would believe in the same, they, I don't know, would get the same agendas and would like to kill people, but but it's not yeah. that they're all Japanese. It's like the same thing with like Nazis and Germanies. Like, yeah, there are many German people that helped Jewish people during the Holocaust. Yeah, and it is also kind of interesting the the kind of one eighty Japanese culture did in like the acceptance of American culture, like uh, to go from being a hated enemy who would literally be put into camps if they were seen on the West Coast to like the way we look at the Japanese now. Which is like they didn't have that thing. Like, it's like why are it's you like Japanese anime and manga, and everyone <laughs> likes like the the wigs and the culture, and everyone eats sushi. Like <laughs> if you look at that during World War Two, if you ate sushi at like an elementary school in you World would War Two, camp baby. <laughs> I mean, you probably just get arrested or like. <laughs> That's insane. But like, it's it's just so weird how much Japanese culture has become like. All, like it's like it's, it's completely like, different oh, now. Instead so of sorry. being hated all around, it's it's fetishism and people. Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like human being is like it's like that. Yeah. Oh my god, we killed you. We're so sorry. Do wow, is that sushi? It's beautiful. I like that now. Like kind of like trying to make up for themselves. Like yeah, I, it's, know, that, I mean, I don't even think it's it's like, them specifically rebranding and just that. It's come around that they're not villains anymore, so it's okay to like them. 
Um, okay. It's just like enough time has passed and they make enough products that people like that we are willing to accept them as good now. Uh, honestly. But also I feel like the world became more open and more like, yeah, not yeah. open, like more, I don't know, more, we have more knowledge about different mm. cultures because you can actually, as a person, go to visit different yeah. countries and see the world from a different part of the of the world and of the globe. Yeah. So we're more open to to listen and to see and to learn. So yeah, it the kind of the easier. way yeah, and like the way China's boomed is entirely because of the globe. Like China is probably going to be a bigger country than America by the time the Earth explodes. Like just in production and consumerism. Yeah. Like movies gross more in China than they do in America. Some of them, at least. Like, really? Like uh. Yeah, weird ones too. That's weird. Like uh the the World of Warcraft video game movie they made, it bombed in the United States, but in China it made like four hundred million dollars. So like wow. it's becoming that like the idea that the US is central that dictated so much of the world in the twentieth century is it, it's fading and it's becoming a lot more global the market yeah. which it, it, it's good which to is, see i love that and it's it, it removes or not removes but it kind of allows like bigotry to become a lot less liked even though it is it, it's still an yeah, element of culture like, like it's there would be a world a worldwide peace before they're going to be a peace between the israelis and the Palestinians. Yeah. we should be like reunited like as a world before like i don't know but, but it might happen. Yeah. It might happen. No, it, it could happen. Yeah. It could very well. Israel and Palestine could reach an agreement by <laughs> the end of our lifetime. That's yeah. like, uh, like, <laughs> we'll like see. racism will always be around. Yeah, that's and that's true. Not, like I don't know how much is biased based on the fact that I lived in Boston my whole life. Have you ever had like? Uh, I've have Boston like... is probably a more racist city than most. Oh yeah, it's in terrible. That, like, and uh, I I feel like it's more racist because. Because of the sensitivity and the, the I don't know, I feel like it's, people are trying to protect other people, even with, like, you know what I mean? It's not even that. It's that Boston is a large population of, like, lower class white people. And also the culture of Boston, which was in the early 20th century of, like, Irish and Italians weren't white. Okay. That mentality has kind of pushed and now that irish and italian are seen as white it kind of that idea of hatred towards a people has just kind of permeated into the the city's concept you know i don't know like i talk a lot about mark Wahlberg in both my stand-up and just in life and just it's it, it's so weird that mark Wahlberg, who is essentially like a towny dirtbag has become one of the biggest stars in um in the world, and it, like he has publicly apologized for the racist things he's done. But like, do you know that much about Mark Wahlberg's hate crimes? What is what did he do? Um, I, I don't think he ever... uh, robbed a Vietnamese man and beat his eye out with a stick, yelling "kook" the whole what? time. Then he went to find the no friend of that way. Vietnamese yeah. man and beat him up too. Then went back and admitted to the did cops he? that he did it. He also threw rocks at an African American girl once. Uh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Because the reason that he threw rocks at her was because she's she was African American. Yeah. No way. He yelled like he went to jail for committing a hate crime. Oh my god! And now he's the biggest star in the world. Yeah, no it one knows before, it. Before he became it was like way before. It was before like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch or New oh Kids on the Block. God. I guess was before that. Like Mark Wahlberg 
for the majority of his childhood was just like a Boston dirtbag. He went around like actively. Why do you think that they do that here? Like, why does it? Why? Like, like I. I blame like bore. Like I don't know. It's so boring here. Maybe that. Like maybe I don't know, but like, like I have no explanation. I, because I, the education is pretty. Like it's okay. It's not like very. Boston probably or Massachusetts as a whole is probably one of the best yeah, states that's for what education. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, uh, no, no, but I'm talking about like public schools. They're probably not like the best education in the world, but they're they definitely not the worst. And that's what I'm saying. Like, where do you think that it comes I, from? I honestly think it, it is a lot of bitter Irish and Italian lower income people who were raised thinking they're lesser than. Wow, that's and insane. That whole because like Boston in the in the 19th century into the 20th century was uh, controlled by this like it's not quite a political group. It's more of a social like organization that uh knows like the boston brahmins uh b-r-a-h-m-i-n who are kind of like like the wasps they were the upper class wealthy white people and they were all the elected officials and city council and the mayor and the governor and all those people were boston brahmins and as a result a lot of our laws are written from this perspective of old stuffy white protestants and then uh in the turn of the century this guy james michael Curley was elected the first Irish mayor of Boston. So, like, okay. that was kind of a turning point in Boston of we're going to start being more open to the Irish. And then eventually that continued into now. Um, but, like, I feel like Boston's always kind of hated someone. We've always had, <laughs> like, there's always been some kind of racial tension going on in Boston. But besides beside that thing, I feel that, that those there are many people, I've never seen so many people like sensitive people that protect their agendas and like so many feminists and so many like peace workers and I'm like they know nothing basically and they're just making more mess than it should yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you do do you see that here or it's only me? I I mean, I see that. There, I see racist. I've been called a racial slur crossing the street before. That's happened to me. Really? Like, right oh. up the street, like a couple what? blocks down. I was walking by Common Ground and I bumped into a guy and he said a. Uh, uh, like move along ching chong and then i kept going and i didn't really like i didn't do anything about it because i knew if oh i like God. did a, a fight or something then it would yeah, it, just it, it would only make it worse so like wow that's insane I, like i'm not the best person of, of this mentality and this mentality is not healthy but honestly i learned to kind of let boston be racist and like because wow. the racists are out there and if i as long as i am allowed to still do my thing and I they don't, don't care, interfere yeah. with my thing. I like I'm I don't have the ability to stop them. I'm just Oh yeah, one none of us have. Like, it's insane. Uh, I tried to move to Paris like mm. years ago and I had like uh, just like a necklace with a star of David on. Mm. And I knew like I felt like I used to go to Paris every few months and for years and I remember that since I was a kid till like 2015 that was the last time I was there. There was such a big difference in the streets of Paris. Like, I remember that uh, in 2014, I think, yeah. I realized that there are guards around, like, synagogues. And I even didn't know that it's a synagogue. I asked a friend, like, what are those, like, army people, like, doing here? I was like, oh, that's a synagogue. Yeah. That's how they do that now. And I was like, what? Mm. And then I just realized how many, like, I hear a lot of Arabic, like, yeah. everywhere I go. And I was like, okay, that's weird. But then I remember that one time, but still, like, everyone in Israel used to tell me, like, listen, there is a lot of 
like anti-Semitics in yeah. Paris right now. Be careful. I mean, there's there like so the, many the shootings and the bombings and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, but uh, that that just like started to be like against everyone. Mm. But right before that, there was like a lot of like stories for like Jewish people in yeah. the Jewish community of like. No, I think Jewish and, and, and the Muslim communities especially. Yeah, they had so, the big ones. Uh. So I was kind of like I didn't re- like I understood what they're talking about but it was still like listen still i'm not gonna feel that yeah. i didn't feel like scared or something once in a while i felt like uncomfortable maybe but i never was scared and also i found myself talking with a lot of a lot of like people that never been to israel and yeah. they they're like pro-palestinians and then i talked to them as a person from israel that never like was ashamed and i was like i don't know if if i would die for the country from those mm. reasons Whatever, like, I don't know, maybe one day someone would make a documentary about my life or something. Yeah. But, but the thing is that it shouldn't happen, and especially, I don't know, maybe I'm coming as a different person, they don't see that as an, in, in the media, mm-hmm. and they see that from a girl that doesn't look, I don't know, like, doesn't look uh, uh, bad or something. I, I have no idea, but I always felt like, okay, I need to tell people that Israel is not a bad yeah. place, because that's not what they hear from the media. So I found myself many times, like, explaining to people... And they're like, really? I've never met anyone from Israel. After they told me, like, oh yeah, yeah you're like taking, you're killing people from Palestine. I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. It's not that like simple as you say that. And then I have to explain them, and I have to explain them that I used to run in sirens mm-hmm. to run away from from missiles and stuff like that. They're like, wow, really? I didn't know those things. And I'm like, I'm glad I'm here. I'm not saying that both sides are fine. Like both sides have like their own issues, but never listen to the media and i was mm. pissed every time and i'm like oh yeah you're killing arabs and i'm like do you think that i kill do i look like a person that kill arabs like seriously i cannot like kill an aunt and and yeah mm. so I, I had to explain yeah. it but one time i remember that i was walking in paris in one of the streets and i just realized that the street is kind of like dark and there are only males that speaks arabic around me and they're all looking at me weird and yeah. I was, I wasn't sure if I'm scared because I'm a woman or I'm Jewish or I just like hid my, uh, I put yeah. my, the Star of David in the back like of my neck that they won't see it somehow. And I just like walked very fast out of there. And people asked me, do you need help? Do you need help? I was like, mm. <laughs> I didn't want to sound like Israeli or something like with my accent, but I was super scared. That was the only time that I was scared. And I got out of that street very fast. And it was kind of like in the middle of the city. So yeah, it's kind of, yeah. oh my God, what's going on? That's that, Because again, it's not that I was scared because I'm Jewish. I wasn't mm. even sure why I'm scared. But there were only men around me. And they're all like, yeah. like Muslims. And I don't know. And then after those terror attacks that happened, I have, I have like mm. many friends, like Arab, Arabic friends in France. And they were like, I felt more bad for them than like other people because they're, they're kind of like, they told me that it's it's stress to walk in the streets right now with my name and with my heritage and with my, yeah. my culture. Like people already hate me with no reason. And I'm like, yeah. So that's what I'm saying about like Japanese. Yeah. You can't hate Japanese or treat Japanese like yeah. they're all trying to be bad. So... I mean, it, it really comes down to, like, whoever is in power and whoever is making the laws, because then... Yeah, but it's also a lot of the media thing. Yeah, but I mean, the media exists to kind of push the... They push whatever whoever's they in, want. In, in power. Like, exactly. it's Like, media is the quote-unquote opioid of the masses, but, like, that is 
just what informs like culture. I don't culture. think it's like, only the power. Like I'm trying to think of the Israeli-Palestinian situation. The media in Europe definitely protects the Palestinians. Yeah. For basically, I have no idea why. Like why? Like yeah, Benjamin Netanyahu. I don't like him at all. Mm. I've never voted for him. But also the Hamas that rules Gaza right now is yeah. a terror organization, and I don't understand how they give the same like. Yeah, so we're stronger. We work hard to be strong like that. We're yeah. like we just landed mm. like at the space <laughs> spaceship on the moon. Mm, yeah. Like what they did, what like they're taking the money that they're getting from the world, and they're getting so much money for like donations. And yeah. People that want to help them, and instead of put that in education, they just like Land build more tunnels and trying to kill more people, and mm. that's not how it works. And they're still getting the back of Europe, so that's annoying. Like, um, I I don't know. It's uh, it's a say that I know the root cause of racism is ill informed and. Uh, honestly, I I just kind of live it. I don't really do it, and like it it has gotten better. Like, oh it's yeah, not definitely as bad. Like even three years ago, I'd say it's better to be an Asian on the streets of Boston than it was. Also, uh, now there are so many students from all around the world, and I feel that they bring like good things, good yeah. vibes. I love that. Like I've met mm. so many. Like I work in a restaurant in Newbury Street. We have so many like students from saudi arabia and they are doing such a good commercial for arabs yeah like in general yeah such nice people so so polite and i don't know like besides that they don't if you're listening to us by any chance just leave us like 15 Mm. to 20 percent tip but beside the tip Mm. they're very nice people (laughs) yeah No, I like I, I I don't know. It's it's. What's the weirdest question you've ever got as like someone that doesn't look like as a person of color? I mean, like I get a lot of weird stuff. The probably the weirdest stuff that I've ever had to like actually talk about in conversation is if anyone asks me, I have a small penis. That honestly, what? that comes. <laughs> I mean, because that's a racial stereotype. The, oh the my god, Asian, that's so fun. who I mean, asked you that? Like, just people in conversation, or they'll make jokes about it, and it'll just kind of, like, keep going, and people will Are talk about it. Are they comedians, or...? Just, like, people. People about. It's it's a kind of commonly accepted racial stereotype that all Asian males have small penises. That's wow, just... Wow, but that, that's so funny, like, that they asked you that. Like, I... Yeah. Do you know the person I mean, that asked you I, I mean, it's happened a bunch. Like, it'll just come up, or, like, someone will make a joke, and then I'll, like, <laughs> launch into a... Like a thing, and they're like, "You, you, you know this, right?" And I'm just like, "No." Um, <laughs> Let me show you. <laughs> like, there is a weird trend of like the emasculation of the Asian male uh, wow, that you see. Insane, just though. like, I mean, just think of in media. Like, name a show or a, a movie where like an Asian male is like a romantic protagonist that isn't crazy rich Asians because that, that just that just came <laughs> yeah, out, and that's true. great. That's a great movie. But like, what it's, movie is it? Crazy Rich Asians. It came out I last watch, year. Yeah, I know. I didn't um, watch it yet. It, it's, it's on Netflix now, right? It is? I think. Maybe. Because I'd watch it again if it was on Netflix. Uh, I yeah, I wanted to watch it in the it's, cinema. And I mean, it's... What it is, is is it's like a solid, like, Julia Roberts-style romantic comedy, but everyone in it's Asian. Wow, that's That's crazy. kind of... Like... It it, it, it it isn't a very important movie in many ways, and I will continue to praise it. Uh, and just that, like, 
in a lot of aspects, it's just kind of a movie where characters are Asian, and it's not a movie about being Asian. Okay. Um, it's that's cool. It's about. Like, I, I feel there's so many cultures in the world that I'm. I don't judge, but I don't know anything about them. And sometimes they want to ask questions, and I feel like uncomfortable yeah. because I was like, I don't know, maybe it would make them feel uncomfortable, so I just avoid the questions. But I feel like Chinese culture is super interesting, and I would love to know more. So something that I didn't know about Japan, but uh, I met people that went to Japan, and they mm. told me that they have a huge community. Not a huge, but like compared to that like thing, it's a huge community of people that love Israel. That they just like have their own community. Mm. They're learning Hebrew, and they're I don't know. They're praying for Israel, and yeah. and they're in Japan. And I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> like, and I'm very curious. So a lot of Israelis that go there are like, stop to yeah. say hello to them. And they're so excited. And they're like, worshipping Israel. And I'm, Yeah, that's great. That's, I had no idea that was a yeah, thing. That, yeah, that's, that's a weird thing. Mm. And they're like, not like a couple of people. They're like a community of them. And I'm like, wow, yeah. that's super cool though. Like to know that other random people in the world just like support a different country. Because, because for yeah. no reason, just like. Let's support everything, yeah. everyone. I, I wish as long I, as they support and they're not going against other country, I'm like, I love that. Yeah, that's that's there a good way. There are too many to... wars going on right now. Yeah, I feel like that's a good way to yeah. raise kids and to raise the the world. You yeah. love and not to hate. That's like, don't tell your kids that like this country is bad because of that and that. Tell them the, the other country is good because of that and that. And yeah, like I, I'm just saying, like. My like my formative years adult were spent like during the Bush presidency, is kind of just like it, it the the light and day change almost from when Bush was president to when Obama was president oh, yeah. is like and then now <laughs> and then now it's a whole other thing. But oh, honestly, God. there was like a decently large population of the American citizens who, after Obama got elected, was like racism solved. We have a black president now. Uh, it's um, not that easy, but they, I mean, yeah, it's far from that. But it's, it's obviously did a lot. But like compared to Bush, when Obama taking over, it was just like everyone thought that was going to be the answer. And honestly, yeah, it's not that. If you look at the Obama presidency, like a lot of good things happened, but a lot of good things also didn't happen. Yeah. and it's like and those things that should happen should happen at home with good parenting yeah. and good a education. lot of it is in like the roots of, of culture and yeah. the way and the content we put out and the market becoming more global is a good thing in that we're getting other artistic voices out there. We're getting people making content about different life experiences about different perspectives like uh like later tonight i'm going to a screening of a olivia wilde's newest film that's like all about like females doing the kind of like judd apatow super bad shtick that oh, was in the cool. early 2000s so like we're getting mo like we wouldn't have had a movie like that in yeah, 2008 yeah. in that the driving power of media was this white male voice and that's kind of what my media education grew up on and what we learned in film school and all that stuff. But like, it's, it is a one-sided perspective and no, the world is, we're getting more and more good. voices in there. And the concept of like foreign film being this like stigmatized, pretentious thing is slowly going away. Uh, yeah, but it would stay there forever because it's, it happened already. Yeah. So that would happen as, I don't know, it would stay as a history, but, mm, yeah. but it was, it would stay there. Yeah. 
but we'll have like better things coming. Yeah, up. It, you you like... can't change the past. Yeah, exactly. But you you can try to make the future better, yes, and that's kind of by doing the present better already. By by putting Don't out content, by educating the kids, yes. by voting for for candidates for of different color. <laughs> like I went to the Andrew Yang rally yesterday. It was fun. I couldn't vote uh, for Israel because I'm not working for the government. Yeah, I, mean, I guess Benjamin Netanyahu is. Yeah, not leaving anytime soon, so you're not really no, gonna get a black no, Israeli yeah, president anytime soon. Yeah, nothing, nothing has soon. been changed. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, look at like there's no any black uh, person that's trying to run that I know about. I mean, there aren't people of color running in politics in general, and that's a larger yeah, problem. Yeah, that's bad. Like in the post Obama landscape color, now, please run and change the world for us. We have like uh, like Cory Booker is running. Okay. Uh, and yeah, Andrew Yang, and that's like about it. The rest are like white people or white women, like yeah. Liz Warren. Uh, so I miss it, Obama. I don't feel I, like I, I like him does, that honestly. much. But, but and also he was like the the only I don't know the the least in the time that Obama mm. was president, it was the worst relationship, not the worst, but like not good relationship with Israel and yeah. and USA. And I remember that Israelis were complaining about it, and I was like, why? Why? Why do we need them? Like seriously, like. We're in good relationship. We don't have any yeah. bad relationship, but we shouldn't need them like to take care of us every moment. Like Bill Clinton, I remember as a child, like used to come to Israel every month or something, like for I don't know. Yeah, but he did. He did do a lot of good mm. things, like for Israel, Palestinians, like all the. I think it was with him with the the peace agreement with Egypt or with Jordan or both of them. Like with Yasser Arafat, mm. and he did good things for the Middle yeah. East. But it should be more like working for peace and less working yeah. for Yeah, and I mean, like, Obama didn't even really do that amazingly. Like, he, no, he didn't do big things. He did more Just drone like, strikes than any other president before. Yeah. Trump may have taken that record. I I haven't been following the drone strike numbers, <laughs> oh but, God, but Obama is, anything. fun fact, the only Nobel Prize winner to blow up another Nobel Prize winner. He, uh, when he was doing drone strikes on Syria, he blew up, like, a hospital that won the Nobel Prize, the Peace Prize. Oh, my God. So, like, it's it's not perfect. And uh, painting narratives where one thing's good and one thing's bad is, it, it's simplifying things when it really shouldn't be. Yeah. Because understanding the complexities is what allows us to find what works and what doesn't, and then that allows us to improve. What time is it? I'm just, yeah, we need to. Of course, I mean, off. I know you gotta go, and I gotta. Yeah stuff too like i i could stay till like 5 30 at latest but like uh but let's let those people go <laughs> gotcha okay yeah yeah so the the bottom line is just make peace and make, make everything war. better yeah. we all need to be friends love everyone racism needs to die it's not going to but it needs to yeah they're, they're like uh i don't know try to try not to hate people Fair. Like, especially, get, especially not because of where they come from. Where they if, if there's one takeaway from this, try not to hate people. Yeah, yeah. If, if one woman, like, hurt you, don't hate the entire mm. <laughs> women in the world. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank gotcha. you so much yeah, for thanks. coming and doing I the gotcha. podcast with us. Uh, we have shows coming up, so we will put you Yeah, on you can find soon. me yeah. uh, every Wednesday at Limelight Comedy Club down oh, yeah. in uh, China. Do that. Yeah, I, I host and produce that every week, so yeah. It's an amazing show. It's great. And then stay for a karaoke after that. Yeah, it's the yeah, only comedy fun. show where you can hear people <laughs> doing karaoke while you're doing comedy. Yeah, it's, that's amazing. It's, it's fun. 
Yeah. To be to be culture specific, most of them are Asians. Not in that in that place, in, in the yes. bar. Yeah. Yes, uh, I love that place though. Weirdly enough, like yeah, it's, so it's, they have a lot of like Korean songs in the list. Honestly, I've never done karaoke there, and I'm really? there like every single. I've never done that there, but they really want to do that. It, it is so Limelight, weird like, how much time be. I've spent at Limelight, and like <laughs> now that I'm producing a show at Limelight, like I should do karaoke there sometime but i just yeah. haven't wait for me next time you the only do book me on your show and i'm gonna yeah. stay for karaoke no great I, yeah, i'm not booking fun. quite yet but i'll start booking pretty soon because right. i'm just waiting for valley to finish up the booking she has ah, okay she's so because okay. we're it, it's in a segue period right now where oh, she's yeah, heading totally. out and i'm heading in so so her and alicia are her and alicia are, are just giving up the show they don't want to okay. run it anymore so i'm all right i'm taking it over because i just stay strong oh, and it's also close to your school I'm, that's, that's the exact amazing. reason why i got <laughs> yeah. it because i would come there so often because it was so close to me and yeah it's in downtown boston so you should yeah, right, go and right check in it Chinatown, out yeah 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 all right so beside that do you have any any other thing no nah, that's really my biggest plug yeah uh, it is a big thing so you're things. hosting every week yeah i'm hosting every week um it's great what else do I do? I do a bunch of Cambridge public access stuff. If you ever want to keep an eye out for that. Uh, Angela Sawyer just did a story club show that I helped produce. Oh, yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, I'm doing a couple stuff there, but yeah. Good. I'm out here. So find him on Facebook? or Yeah, website Facebook, or Instagram, Instagram, internet. Yeah. See me live. I'm all around. Yeah, yeah. nature. All right. Thank you gotcha. so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here yeah, with us. Thanks for having me. And see you soon. Thank you.